You know, a lot of the podcasts I listen to tend to open with people listing their upcoming live appearances, so maybe I should do that as well. Uh, my upcoming live appearances, let's see here, on Friday night I'm going to be at home alone watching DVDs. On Saturday night I'm going to be home alone watching DVDs. And on Sunday afternoon, I'll probably be craving some KFC, so I'll drive down to Westlock, pick up some KFC, come back home, and watch DVDs. <sighs> yeah, we're not going to do this anymore. It is Sunday, October 30th, 2011. Let's turn this mother out. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, we're chatting about my new life directions, we're handicapping the superhero films of the summer, and we're talking about the future of the show. It's episode 5.1, what? This again? So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 Natar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, everyone. Mark Cap is here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. Yes, the Targ is back. It almost wasn't. I was just, you know, I was just about ready to give this up. You know how it is. You know, you're doing something for a long time, and then it stops being fun, and it starts being a hassle. Then your attention is called away from it, so you don't do it as often anymore. And then before you know it, you're not missing it. Apparently, that's how Rick Moranis went into retirement. But, uh, yeah, it was just like that. But, you know, I'm starting to feel the itch. I'm starting to feel like I got to come out here and I got to start doing this show again just because, you know, there's so much going on in my life right now. Now, I know despite what my, people like my drunken Uncle Rob say, the sad truth is there's not a lot of money in radio. Uh, for my past five years here in Athabasca, I have lived on a very tight budget, and uh, this past year there have been a few cost of living expenses increased, and that just kind of threw my tight budget just completely out the window. And uh, I was, in order to cover those increase in living expenses, I just finally had to break down and get a second job. You know, it's common enough in this business. I've thought about doing it in the past, but you know, Finally, need forced me to. So, yeah, you know, every time I quit working in a grocery store, I say I'm never going to go back. But here I am now. I am once again back in a grocery store. I am a produce clerk, meaning I am the guy who shines the apples and puts them on the shelf. Uh, you know, it's been weird seeing the reaction from my listeners when they come into the store and they see me working there. You know, there are some people out there, you know, like I said, it's common enough. People who have worked at this station in the past, they have done it, so it's common enough. They're like, oh, yeah, hey, hey, yeah, you finally got a job. 
Uh, there have been a couple of people. Uh, they thought I was like job shadowing and that I'm doing some kind of dirty jobs type thing for my radio show. So they're like, oh, yeah, dirty jobs. I love that show. Now, Valley, like, no, I'm here because I need the money. And uh, again, actually, what really surprised me the other night here, uh, one listener came up to me and he's like, dude, you got to work here? And I'm like, yeah. Well, well, why you got two jobs? Well, you know, because there's not a lot of money in radio. Really? I love you, man. You're, you're awesome. How come they're not paying you enough? Who who do I got to talk to in order to make sure you get more money? Uh, That would be head office in the town that head office is in. Okay, thank you. I'm going to call him. I'm half afraid that my boss actually did get a call. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's where I spend a lot of my nights now. You know, I got work in the two jobs. And you know, that's part of the reason why I started feeling the itch. Why I felt like I had to come out and do the show again. You know, I get up at four in the morning. I go to work, do my paid radio show. I go home. I nap for a couple hours. And then I go to my second job. And then I go home straight to bed. And it starts all over again. You know, it just doesn't feel like I'm doing anything for me anymore. So that's why I have picked up the microphone and I'm doing this again. I got to do something that's for me again. I got to do something that's mine. And that's what this show is. This, this is mine. And I'm so glad that you're along to listen to it because what can I say? I'm going to try and make this an entertaining 15 minutes for you. So uh, thank you for coming back and it's good to be back. And uh, yeah. I'm back. Hey, have you guys heard? U62 The Tar with Mark Campus. Seriously, everybody, you gotta check us out. Available online at chaosinabox.com. Who are you? I'm just some guys telling everybody about it because it's so amazing. U62 The Tar. Be sure to tell everyone you know. See ya. So like a lot of folks, I had a pretty good summer. Not too bad. Just got a kickback and, you know, went to see a lot of movies like I spend most of my summers. You know, this was a great year for superhero movies. Four not-too-bad superhero movies in theaters. So I'm just going to take a little minute here and just run down the superhero movies of the summer. You know, in my opinion, from the worst to the best. So starting off with the worst, number four would have to be Green Lantern. <sighs> I don't know, man. I had high hopes for Green Lantern. Green Lantern is such a great character, and he takes place in this amazing science fiction universe. Like I would tell my Marvel zombie friends, you know, a Green Lantern movie could be a sci-fi franchise, the rival of Star Wars. And so we got a Green Lantern movie this summer, and uh, it was just so lazy. It was so phoned in. It was such a by-the-number superhero film. I found this one website online. I think they summed up the problem pretty good. You know, he's Green Lantern, but they tried to make him Iron Man. They looked at Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, and they tried to give Green Lantern the same kind of character flaws and put him through the same kind of character arc, and it just... Uh, it just came off as half-assed. So, you know, great special effects, great visuals, but everything about it just seemed so lazy. Coming in at number three, I would put Thor. Oh my God, Thor was amazing. I'm glad to see now that people are trying to are starting to um 
play with the superhero genre a little bit because, you know, Thor, not really a conventional superhero movie. It was more of a fantasy film. When we went to see Asgard, which just looked amazing on the big screen and just everything that happened on Earth, you know, it is kind of a slow midsection when Thor is just walking the Earth trying to find out who he is, you know. Again, he's not being a superhero, you know, beating up bank robbers and stuff like that. So again, it was very unusual, very different, and yeah, that made it very enjoyable. Coming in at number two, Captain America. Oh, I'm pretty sure I podcasted about this back in the spring. I have always had a soft spot for Captain America. So I was really looking forward to it, and it did not disappoint. Especially when I found out that uh, Joe Johnston was directing. Joe Johnston also did The Rocketeer, another great superhero movie set in the 1940s. I tell you, the 1940s is just a great era for superheroes. There's none of this grim, gray, anti-hero stuff. We know who the good guys are. We know who the bad guys are. It's very clear-cut, and Captain America really set out to capture that kind of spirit. It was set in the 1940s, and again, I loved it. And coming in at number one, what I think was the best superhero movie of the summer X-Men First Class. That movie was mind-blowing. It was so awesome. The fifth X-Men movie now, if you count the Wolverine solo film, and, you know, this franchise can just keep going. It's, ah, and speaking of Wolverine, he has an amazing and a hilarious cameo in X-Men First Class. I won't spoil it in case you haven't seen it yet, but when it comes along, you will pee your pants laughing. But again, it was so dark you know just about every character had their moment to shine if i have one complaint about x-men first class though that is as i established with my love of captain america and the rocketeer i love the concept of superhero films as period pieces in order to establish itself as a prequel x-men first class is set in the 1960s and i really don't think they did enough to sell it as being in the 1960s Things just still looked a little too modern. But other than that, X-Men, first class, totally amazing. And that's how I handicapped the superhero movies of the summer. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. So, if you're a long-time reader of my blog, uh, you're probably aware that I am a 34-year-old virgin. Let's get that out there right away. As such, I have this scientific fascination with sex. So when this came across my desk the other day, again, my eyebrow was raised in a very Spock-like fashion. Uh, Everybody's favorite sexual lubricant, Astroglide, they conducted a survey to find the top five sexual fantasies out there. Here are your top five. Coming in at number five, a threesome. Yeah, if I may quote the great stand-up comic Richard Lewis, no thanks, I find it hard enough disappointing one woman. Coming in at number four, being dominated by your partner. I'm sorry for me, this one's not a fantasy. Being a 34-year-old virgin, that's pretty much what I'm expecting for my first time out now. Look, I'm sorry, Samantha, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Just tell me where to put it. Yeah. Oh, ladies, I bet you're looking forward to that. Coming in at number three, sex in public places. All I can say is just be sure to choose your public place wisely. You don't want sand in unmentionable places. 
Coming in at number two, a person in uniform. Yes, that Star Trek costume I made for last Halloween. Gonna find another purpose. And coming in at number one, sex in an exotic place. What, like the backseat of a Volkswagen? U62 Dark has everything you want in a podcast. Scooby-Doo, Batman, and Weird Al. It's the holy trinity of pop culture. Download it today at galsinabox.com. Well, it looks like we're almost at the end of this week's show, but you're probably thinking to yourself, hey, wait, Mark, there was no music. How can it be over when there's no music? Where's the music, Mark? I miss the music. So first thing I'm going to have to say is, when did Don not start listening to this show? And secondly, well, you know, when I started doing this podcast thing, I never really looked into the uh, restrictions and legalities of doing one. And when it comes to using music in a podcast, it might not be entirely legal. You know, it's just uh, the little bit of research I have done into it. uh, They say that right now, legally, it's a very, 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 very gray area. So everyone pretty much tells you not to do it. Yeah. So and it's just so uh, because of that. I'm going to have to stop playing music in the podcast. You know, I try to keep this thing at a professional level because that's what one of my old professors at broadcast school told me a long time ago. That's the secret origin of my podcast, by the way, in case I never told you why I do a podcast. So we go back in time now about five, six years. I was out of broadcast school for six months, pounding the pavement, looking for my first job, and I was getting turned down left and right. I will forever be grateful to the instructors at Nate because they sympathize with my plight and they would always let me sneak in after hours to use the school equipment to refine my demo, cut a new demo, and stuff like that. And most evenings where I do stuff like that, they would usually begin in my favorite instructor's office, you know, just looking for job-seeking advice. And one night it came around to the question, In the interviews, I'm starting to get the response, but you just don't have enough experience. So the age-old question, how do you get experience when no one will hire you? Well, that instructor, he said, well, you've got the website and everything. You're pretty sharp with computers. Why don't you start a podcast? And I was like, what's a podcast? And so he explained it to me. I did a little research on my own, and I'm like, yeah. I could do my own radio show and post it on the internet. So I was about to just run down to Radio Shack and buy a cheap-ass microphone for $10. But again, my instructor, he stepped in and stopped me. He said, nope. You're doing this to showcase your professional skills. So you have to try and keep everything at a professional level. So I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So rather than uh, go down to Radio Shack and buy a cheap-ass mic for $20, I took my paycheck from working on a reality TV show. That's a story for another day. And I went to Axe Music in Edmonton, and I bought a fairly high-quality studio condenser mic that you plug into your computer through USB ports. And that's what I use to do my podcast. Yeah. So again, trying to keep everything at a professional level, most of the quote unquote professional podcasts that I listen to, they don't have music in them. So again, trying to maintain that professional level, I'd better stop playing music in the podcast. So then that begs the question, what am I going to do with the 250 episodes I've already produced that have music in them? 
These are the two options I'm currently considering. One, take them down from the website because let's be honest, who's going to listen to 250 episodes of me rambling? Or number two, I'll pull a George Lucas. I will go back in and make my special editions and edit out the songs from each and every of my 250 episodes. That's the one I'm leaning forward to right now because I do put a lot of work into this and I just don't want to go and, you know, delete that from the ages. So there you go. Uh, If you like the old podcast uh, with the songs in them, you'd better go download as many as you can because they're going to be gone shortly. So there you go. That'll about do it. So, um, yeah, looks like we're going to be back. It's going to be 15 minutes of me rambling from here on out for the podcast. I hope you don't find my voice too grating. So once again, thank you for subscribing. As I said, I'm working two jobs now. So if you want to relieve my financial burden, I suggest you go to my website, www.chaosinabox.com. You'll see a little button there that says, like my work, leave a tip. You can click on that. Send me a couple of bucks, and uh, that'll help me with a merrier Christmas. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm about rambled out here. So before I go, I just want to leave you with some sage words of advice. Like the man says, if you can't be with the one you love, then love the one you're with. And sadly, tonight, I'm with my left hand. I'm Mark Kappas. This has been The Tar Guy. We'll see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of The Tar. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. Well, that was pointless. Yeah.